When we call the sea, the teddy bear are here to play. If you don't come play with us, then we will kill you. Hello guys, this is Walter. And Tiki. And this is True Ghost Stories by Real People. And we are back after a long hiatus. But uh, uh, let's get straight into it because, you know, we were told on a couple of reviews that we do too much talking and less ghost stories. Is that what they said? I guess that's what the fuck they meant. <laughs> but boo. So what we're going to do right now is get straight into the stories because, as I said, we have a Facebook group under the same name. With thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands. And th- Let me just stop. Okay, because like 20,000? Yeah, no, it's almost 30,000. Thanks. Oh. But, um, <clears throat> but okay. you know, we talk too much. Shut me up and call me Sally. Yeah. But I talk too much. Exactly. Man, but I'm not you. worried about it because at the end of the day, like I told them on the review... If you didn't like it, keep it pushing. You don't have to stay. You don't have to listen because Honestly, we have pe- thousands of people who love us. They lucky that you was the one who had your login and that it was under your name. Because <laughs> you don't go back and forth all day. But Walter the fuck will. I don't I have time. have the time. I don't have time. I have it. So, anyway, let's jump right into it. So, we're going to start. We are reading stories from, true ghost stories from our, from some of our followers in the group who have left their personal stories. So we'll start with RJ Graham. Good evening. I would like to share my experience with you. I have been a police officer in East London. <clears throat> London. That's how far. Let me stop. For okay. 20 years. Approximately 17 years ago. I was on foot patrol walking the beat. On my own one night when I walked past St. Patrick's Catholic Cemetery and Lady, what is it? Lettonstone, East London. It was about 2 o'clock a.m. And other than a few foxes here and there, there was, not much go- there was not much going on, probably due to it being a horrible, cold, rainy night. As I walked past the cemetery, I became aware of someone looking at me. I glanced over and noticed a woman standing approximately 100 yards away from me. Due to it being dark in the bad weather conditions, the light was poor, so visibly so visibility was somewhat restricted. I would describe the figure as being a gray black shape that appeared to be a woman due to due to the shape looking like it had on a long bell shaped dress. <clears throat> Excuse me. My initial thought was that it was a lady in distress likely to be suffering with some form of mental I- mental health issue who needed assistance. The main entrance gates were locked due to the time of night, but having walked this neighborhood for years, I knew there was a small gap further back in the railings <clears throat> Excuse me, that would enable me access, so I doubled back to where I could get in. Whilst doing so, I lost sight of the figure. Upon entering the cemetery, which is a large flat area with no hills or inclines, I looked around, but there was no trace of the figure. I proceeded to walk through the rough location where I saw the figure standing, but with still no sign of anyone or anything at six at six feet at six five tall. I had a good line of vision. He's six five then <clears throat> so whilst remaining stationary. I did a 360-degree visual scan of my surroundings. I also called out stating I was a police constable and do you need any help, but was met with no response. I again stood and looked around for a few more minutes. At this point, I looked down at the closet at the closest grave I was standing by and shone my torch on the headstone. It was a small unimposing memorial which read Marie Jeanette Kelly and for some reason the name stuck with me <clears throat> excuse me I need some water or something with no one in the cemetery other than myself alive I then made my way out and headed back to Layton police station to conclude my shift not wanting to be ridiculed by my colleagues I didn't mention this incident 
A few years later, upon talking to a local resident, I got to know quite well who was a nice old gentleman in his late 80s at the time, who was born in the same house he still resided in a few doors along from the cemetery. He informed me that one of the Jack Ripper's victims... Okay, he informed me that one of the Jack the Ripper's victims named Mary Kelly... Mary Kelly had been buried in there. He went on to say that he was aware of several local residents over the decades seeing her ghost and that it was likely it was her that I saw. Well, that was my experience. I know what I saw. Whether it was a ghost or not, I don't know, but thought I'd share it with you. Hopefully you found it interesting. We did find that interesting. To think that he saw one of your past life's victims. Who? That is amazing. Don't do that. That's not one of my past lies. Like we already discussed this years ago. Cut it out. <laughs> Don't do that. So I think you should just accept it. But also, I wanted to. I first wanted say to think it was like the bell witch said, or something. Like when he said it was like a bell shaped dress. Cause no, does he mean like them capes? Like no, he mean the ones at the bottom. You know how like I've been dreaming of a like a princess. You know like. Her at the bottom of her waist, the dress become like a bell shape. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I'm not talking about that. He said he was patrolling, and other than a few foxes, like do foxes run wild in the streets of London? Like raccoons run wild in the streets of America? I guess because when we was down Charlotte, they ran free. I didn't it was see a whole one at fo- night. I did. Well, I seen foxes. I did. I seen them bitches during the day when I could keep my peeper on them. Ain't no nighttime walking around that day. What the world did that have he to do? He shot every fox he saw. You should not be walking around the streets. He wasn't in the streets. He said if I outside said the, the graveyard. He was there. in the cemetery. I don't know, damn, it sounds like it's still it's somewhere public. And foxes is running free. What? Like raccoons and squirrels. It's not normal. You're a fox. Fuck, would it be okay if wolves just roam the street? Okay. Bears? <clears throat> it's not okay. That's a fox. What did that have to do with the ghost story, per se? I mean, we already uh, discussed that she was probably the girl that you murdered. And you keep saying, I'm, you know what? Because I'm not no Jack the Ripper. That's just A. And B, he was not reading about nobody that I murdered. Because as I said, I was not no Jack the Ripper. If you say so. What? Anyway, let's keep going. So we're going to go on to Brianna English. And she says, help. True story, I promise. I have so many more stories besides this one. Thank you in advance if you read the whole thing. Okay. So, guys, the other night I was listening to one of Bailey Saran's spooky stories, a makeup artist who does her makeup and tells spooky real-life stories. And as I finished up the story, it's about 11 p.m., mind you. My fiancé is laying on the couch in the other room as I was finishing up my light-flickered as I was finishing up, my light flickered twice. As it did, I looked at it and literally said out loud, Oh, hell no, and ran and told my fiancé to come to bed ASAP. I was totally freaked out. I felt the vibes, if you know what I mean. It's not my first run-in. Well, it doesn't end there. Unfortunately, so I'm super weird with my body parts being uncovered when I sleep. Okay. Because I used to have stuff happen years ago. Well, let me tell you, it began again a few nights ago after the flickering of the light. I kid you not, I guess I let my foot out from beneath the blanket and I felt what believed to be two hands on top and both, no, two hands on top and bottom of both sides of my foot with long ass nails in the middle of the night. Oh my God. Man, I'm so serious. What the fuck? Whatever it is follows me. As it is as and has been following me for years, but comes and goes. Some nights worse than others. It got so bad that I used to only be able to fall asleep with the lights on due to it whispering whispering where did I go? Oh, in my ear. Some terrible things many years ago when I lived at my mom's. Help me. I'm screwed. Whatever it is attached to me and I have a two year old son that I believe it started messing with. I used to have friends who slept at my mom's house and felt the presence. Some nights I seriously feel like I can feel whatever watching me from the left corner of my bed. I have cleansed my house myself. It followed me from my mom's even though I cleansed myself there before I moved out. 
hoping it wouldn't follow me years ago. I'm also investing in a camera that records from my son's room. He screams almost every night and points out of his room. And if you put him down, he points to his closet. Like, what the fuck? My fiance walked in this past week to check him. He was just sitting up staring at the door, but nothing coming out of his mouth. No crying, nothing. He is two years old and slightly speech delayed, so he can't tell me what's going on. Wow. Damn. <clears throat> that's that's see that's why I don't like sleeping. The a I'm very particular on how I sleep too. Yeah. Because I my feet come out of the blankets, it got to be super hot. But you know what? You know what? I have learned throughout the years of trying to find peace. When you trying to be peaceful, as saying sleep. Yeah. Because when you when you're ready to go to sleep, you want to just be at peace. Yeah. And I find that certain times that I have allowed myself to not sleep a certain way because of what might happen like sometimes I would have nightmares if I sleep a certain way or if I have my foot out I can't sleep because I'm thinking somebody's grabbing me or touching me I stopped doing that I just started sleeping yeah because the sun will come out tomorrow (laughs) I learned that that's true because I just started sleeping like I couldn't used to sleep on my left side now I sleep on my left my right but the only thing I really still can do is sleep on my back Whatever you're going to do to me, you're going to do that shit, and then we're going to move on. And that's going to be a creepy experience that I add to my list. Mm. That shit is not good. But you like, I don't feel like it's going to kill you. Like, unless it's one of them ones where you wake up in the middle of the night and it's an old bitch straddling you and she's just choking the fuck out you and you really can't breathe, then it's like, I need to get some sort of help in here. <laughs> right. So, look, we're going to go on to Jessica Cortez. So my fiance, myself, and daughter just moved in an old house. It was built in 1901. I'm going to say something about that later. In 1901, and it has a dirt basement that I am terrified of. I have been in the basement twice since we lived here. Upon inspecting the basement after we moved, after we moved in, we found some odd things. First thing we found was a crow head. No body, just a head. And it was clean, cut, no jagged marks to indicate. She mean like a like a bird's head. Yeah. A crow and the next head. thing she didn't find was the return of her money for her lease. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So, she clean cut, <clears throat> clean cut, no jagged marks to in, to indicate that maybe what just happened. It just left. It just straight up left. I don't know what that was. Like, her whole thing just straight up just disappeared. So she gave half a story. I don't know. It just disappeared. It just straight disappeared. Like, I don't know if she went and deleted it. <clears throat> took it back off because a lot of people. So, I guess that's a, that's a, that's a what? A blip? I don't know what that was. But maybe, because it is, okay. <clears throat> How did it pop back? Okay, look. This is weird. So I'm going to go from where, okay. So we lived here upon inspecting the basement. We moved in. We found some odd things. First thing we found was a crow head. Nobody, just a head. And it was clean, cut, no jagged marks to indicate that maybe a rat had gotten to it. Second thing we found creeped out and creeped me so bad because I was pregnant is the walls down there are also very old. And inside them, we found baby blankets shoved into them. Really old school looking blankets. So my fiance removed them and the crow head. And immediately after he did, he started to have terrible nightmares of him harming people he loves. Like his grandma, etc. He always says the energy is off here. But but it it's the complete opposite for me and my daughter. I looked up the history of the home and three different men have died in the house. But that's basically all I could find. And I think right there that's the end of the story. Before I say what I got to say, because that was the end of it. But yeah. like I said, 1901 was a no for me. That was a red flag. That was a red flag for me not moving in a house. First of all, you have to hear how it just, you have to hear how it just sounded. We just moved into an old house. It was built in 1901. It has a dirt basement. That's that means that's no dirt. You Anything could be, I mean, that's anything dirt. Could anything be could be buried in there. Under yeah. there. Anything. The second red flag, the 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 last and final red flag for me would have been three different men have died in there. The 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 last red flag for me 
was her her boyfriend or whoever having dreams about hurting people that he loved. Yeah, is that it's right? It's time there? for us to pack up and get out of here for you try to Amityville me. Exactly. And then we do get out of here. It's something inside of you that the Amityville house was able to reach. <laughs> Therefore, I can't be with you because something dark dwells within you that you keep at the base, like you keep it buried. But the house was able to pull that shit right on up out of you. <laughs> and so that means at any given time, it could come up out of you. <laughs> you can't put that on that house. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Houses don't kill people. People kill people. You could say the house told you to do it, but somewhere inside you, you always wanted to murder me and my daughter. I'm that, out. That's a lie. Don't tell I'm that out. No, I don't take the fucking chance. No, because you just heard what she said. Three chance. different men. I don't give a fucking So you don't know what kind of energy, like what kind of energy. If the is... energy could get inside of you and you don't lay back in that bed and say, what the fuck am I thinking? Instead, <laughs> you just let it come over you. And day by day, you start to look shaggy and crazy. And the next thing I know, your eyes is bloodshot red. You're running around here drinking all sorts of crazy. If you let that energy yeah. do that to you, it's you. It's something in that energy was able to reach out into the something in you. And it meshed well. Huh? That, that dark energy found your dark energy. And together, they just made something horrific that yeah. I don't want to find out about. So I think that that was a vision of loveliness sent to her from the Lord our God. And that was to tell her to get the hell out of that. Huh? Well, she didn't get out of that relationship. I don't give a fuck if you was the sweetest guy outside that house. Mm-mm. You're not going to put that shit on the house. It's you. Because I don't feel all that in the house. And I don't give a fuck if 30 men died in here. You're going to let dead people make you murder me? That means you always wanted to murder me. Huh? All right, well, check this. Hold on. Because I see we have a lot of Alright, well, we're going to move on to I don't know what the What is it? Oslot Benjamin You should have just said Benjamin Okay, well I slipped I don't know Benjamin <laughs> I live in a trailer court With people who do meth mm. We're, we're right moving <laughs> That was <the> <laughs> Why would you <laughs> Why would you even even say that shit like that, Ben? Like, you just can't. I live in a trailer court with people who do meth. Yes, he's keeping it real. Be quiet. So, I live in a trailer court with people who do meth. We're moving in October of this year. I don't know a lot about this place, but I know the neighbor next to me, the people before them, used to abuse their dog. More happened, but I won't go into detail. I don't know if any tragic or horrific deaths or accidents happen here. I often feel like I'm being watched. Sometimes out of the corner of my eye, I see this white car figure, but I go to look and it's gone. Sometimes it feels like my cat jumped on the bed and I look over and she isn't there. That used to happen to me too. A few nights ago, I felt like someone who was sitting on me and I couldn't breathe. I closed my eyes to sleep. And I see these scary and sometimes violent images. Last night, heard some some noises, and I look over, and there is a shadowy thing moving behind my TV. And when I finally got up to leave the room, there was a hole in my wall. I'm sitting in my room now, and it got cold, then really hot all of a sudden. And I had two fans and a window open, and it's 11.47 p.m. When we moved in, I found a mirror and I felt scared, but attached to it. Should I take it with me or leave it? The fuck, Ben? And for the longest time, I woke up with new scratches every day on the inner thigh of my right leg. Mm. My cat is obsessed with the vents. She goes and looks in them for the longest time. Some other things happen, but I don't want to bother anyone. Is this paranormal activity? I'm not going to lie. I'm scared. I don't um, I'm the first one to believe anybody. This just sounds like maybe you caught a contact from all the meth heads that live around you because I honestly couldn't make head or tails of anything you just told me after all the meth addicts living around me. I would have to go. They're the creeps. Okay? You worried about ghosts. That's the spooky. The fact that it's people around you that's shooting up. Wow. That I would not be able to sleep at night. <laughs> 
Well. I don't give a fuck if I heard them kicking their dog a million times. The bigger point is, you're over there shooting up, and I'm uncomfortable. But he leaving in October. I'd have left in September. Fuck that, I'd have left in August. <laughs> that first night. <laughs> How did you find out the people around you was going left? Like, you just came out, and they was just hitting it right there. The meth. And they just, hey, bro, oh, my God. <laughs> you don't know how that like, no, I can't like deal with that because a you don't even know why they live there. Like that could be what they could afford at the time. No, not I'm not situation. knocking them. I just can't do it. So he's just basically saying that's his I'm neighbor. He's not saying he do it. I'm calling the cops. Nobody's going to be happy. Fuck you, angry. Sit around me doing meth. I'm gonna help you help yourself. Nine one one. They're doing meth. I can smell it through yeah. my vents. So I don't want it here. They need to clean up a their act. <laughs> okay. Clean it the fuck up. But that do sound paranormal. The three scratches on the inner thigh. Seems demonic. That does. Shadowy figures, demonic. But it's probably the energy of that whole fucking trailer park. All them people out there getting loaded off the ditzy witsy. Wow. Come. What the. So this. Anyway, this story is by Richard Lau. Or Lowe. So it was in the year of 2014, a ghost story shared by a dishwasher, a Malay man in his 20s. He worked in a second floor Western food kitchen, which I shared before when I came out from there. Some I heard woman screaming. Never mind. Next story. No, he worked. I'm going to just read it. He worked from 10 p.m. to, to 6 a.m. The dishwashing area was inside the kitchen about 10 feet away from the doors between kitchen and dining area. The door swings both ways and had rectangular glass panel for each door. They would lock this door after the restaurant closed at 11 p.m. That night, he said, when he washed until 2 a.m. through the doors, through the door glass panels, he saw a lady ghost wearing white clothes with long hair covered up her face, walking to and fro in front of the doors inside the dining area. He was so scared that he used a plastic box to put to put on the shelf as his as at his dishwashing area to block the view after that. He used his hand phone to call his supervisor for help and he couldn't move. His legs were shivering. After scaring for thirty minutes or so, his supervisor came up to him and helped him to wash the dishes in the kitchen together. A part-time waiter was reported that he ran to the ballroom kitchen and cried after seeing the lady ghost in the ballroom. A bowling maintenance had also seen this lady ghost sitting at the second floor open air dining area before, outside that western food kitchen. The woman screaming that I heard twice, I think, came from her too. The same dishwasher at one night, around 11 p.m., he was sitting down and resting on the staircase outside the kitchen. The staircase led to the third floor rooftop. Also, you can go down to the first floor. After sitting for a while, he saw an Indian Muslim man housekeeping, walking down from the rooftop with no sound. There, there was an aluminum non-slip angle, ankle bracelet, no, angle bracket on the edge of each stair that would, that would make a sound with stepping on it. Wearing white song cock I don't know what that is white color short sleeve uniform and black trousers the man told him sitting on the staircase is dangerous spoke in a melee voice and went down to the first floor what's that the fact that you took me in the dishwasher the dishwasher said he had never seen him before he knew all the housekeepers and they wear purple colored uniforms and no other department was wearing that color so strange, he guess it must have seen a ghost again. You should be ashamed of yourself. That was a dishwasher ghost. That may be the case, but I didn't get that. Because all I could hear was everything else that you were saying, and none of it was making sense to me. Like, I couldn't grasp it. How can you not I grasp it? I couldn't grasp it. And if the people that's listening to this could grasp anything she just said, you're a better man than me. Or a woman. So, this is... This is my younger brother, younger brother's ghost story. It happened in 2018 during a trip to Thailand mm. with his friends and colleagues. He shared the hotel room with his friends. <clears throat> Their bedroom had 
two single beds, which was placed close to the wall. The first night after taking a shower, both of them played with their handphones on the bed, and after playing for a while, my brother saw his friend staring at the wall behind him. My brother was shocked. Without hesitating, my brother quickly ran to his friend's <clears throat> excuse me, bed. My brother knew something was not right, as his friend could see ghosts, and he has yin-yang eyes. That's nice that they call him that. And looked on the wall. He said he saw a few small wet handprints on the wall. A toddler's handprint. His friend didn't say anything. Perhaps he didn't want to scare my brother. That night, my brother said through the wall, close to, through, through the wall close to his bed, he heard a young girl laughing for the whole night, nonstop laughing. Next morning during breakfast, he checked with his tour guide and found out that two old ladies were staying next to his hotel. How come he heard a young girl laughing? After a breakfast. After breakfast, my brother went back to his hotel room alone to use the toilet. While he was still inside, he heard some noise coming from the room. He thought his friend had came back. He said the noise was getting closer and closer to his bathroom. After he finished, he opened the bathroom door and and he saw his friend had just came back through the door. After checking out in the lobby, my brother's friend told him that when he came in just now, he saw a toddler was trying to crawl into the bathroom from the ceiling. The toddler crawled away when he saw him coming in. That's the end of it, but that's what he probably heard. See, that's why I'm Japan and all them places. That's what I be saying. I'm used to American spirits and the things that we deal with. I'm already accustomed to it. I can't get accustomed to other traditions like you ever hear them stories? Like, they yes, don't sound they be, normal. Like, crawling like, on the wall. Like, how is a toddler? It's not normal. Like, it's normal for them, you know? Can you picture a toddler? But I'm saying you it's not normal You see a baby toddler me. just climbing on the ceiling closer to that bathroom. And then when I walk in, he they just dis- disappear. I would have told you that. You'd have freaked out. The fuck? <laughs> I'm going downstairs. I want my money back. <laughs> That's your favorite word. You always want your money back. So let's go on to Robin Garrett, Robin Jarrett. So this was posted back in August. So I have some rather strange experiences lately in my home. Been here about five years, and though I've been very cautious to sage and cleanses, I can't seem to get rid of the strange voices I hear or random things that have been happening. Lately, I hear noises like someone is upstairs walking. However, I have a one-story house with a tiny attic. The house has always been one story. Also, strange knocking on open doors. However, it sounds strangely like the door is closed when the knocks happen. And I have a sh- string lights all over on bookshelves, mantles, and on walls that have plugs. But the lights randomly come on yet are unplugged. So, anyone have some idea what could be happening as nothing has changed in my life or home. I know some of this could be me as I've always had things happen since I was young. However, for five years, nothing. And now it's like there's a build-up to something I may not be paying attention to. I'm not scared by this. Just asking if anyone may have ideas on what it could be. I don't know. It could be a poltergeist. Yeah. could be her. That's what she said. I was thinking the same thing like when, 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 when she... when. You know, like certain when people she can was do saying weird that, shit like that, um, and it just that, weird. Because that's the energy. Yeah, that's her that got the lights flicker on and all. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, you can do weird shit. Come on. Okay, so she gave me another one. Robin Jarrett said, "When my brother was around thirteen, and I twelve, our parents left left us home a few hours to visit friends. My older siblings were both working, so it was just the two of us. We were watching the original Nightmare on Elm Street movies." as it was close to Halloween and kept hearing things like silverware being moved in our kitchen. Now thinking we were scaring ourselves by watching scary stuff, we decided to change the TV to something else, which I think was MTV back when you watched actual videos. Mm. After a while, we stopped thinking about the noises until they started again. So we do, so we do what siblings do best and vote on one another, which one would go check. Me being the younger of us, I was outvoted by age, of course. I turned on the lights to the dining room and slowly walked into the kitchen. 
and switch on the lights and look and there's nothing that could have made the noise so I go to turn off the lights and go back to the living room we start watching TV again and are super scared thinking something is going to happen again and sure enough the noise is louder in the same room this time we both go to check it out we again turn the lights on get to the kitchen and there's a huge knife that wasn't there before on the counter by the sink my brother and I just look at each other and slowly back out the room leaving all the lights on we get out to the dining room and hear what sounds like a heavy man walking toward us and start running to the front door as we open the door this knife flies towards us and sticks into the door frame we stayed outside in the freezing cold for what felt like forever until my parents came home my dad is heated and wants to know why our front door is standing wide open and we are across the street we tell him and he laughs at us saying it's our imagination and goes up to the apartment door we were told to follow and when we get to the door we refuse to go inside my dad's trying to make us and we both looked at the same time and pointed my dad was like what and my mom said look at the door frame and this huge knife is like three inches in the wood my dad never questioned when we said things again hated that apartment because when we moved out we asked the landlord if anything bad ever happened there he told us there used to be a basement there used to be basement apartments and one guy was killed down there because he did bad things and people got even would have been nice to know that before mm. oh he did bad things so he must have been robbing people I don't know but that shit deep <laughs> yo did you hear that knife at me? and he ran at them he ran at them and then you so you what was threw the point? a knife you basically like, at my head you basically like taunted me first jiggle 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 and I come in there and look Nothing. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> then I come in there and it's a knife. Then I try to back out slow like I'm not noticing nothing. And then you want to run at me. Yo, it's no way in the world that I ever would have felt safe in that house. I would have never slept back in there. I would have never slept good Dad in that house been mad. again. Dad would have been mad at me. Because you need to call whoever. Grandma, wherever the fuck she lives. Somebody. I Moselle. Uncle <laughs> Yo, Tim. Y'all been so scared. I can't sleep here I can't tonight. sleep here no more, ever. No. Nope. Because if you could throw a knife and then imagine that would have been my bag. Yeah, what if it would have caught me? Yes. And that just means. So how do you. Me. So that means you got that much strong energy to be able to push to do that. Three so imagine. Deep into imagine the I'm walking down the stairs. I mean, you could you just could push but literally throw me down the stairs. Yeah, toss me. Down. Drown me in that house. Anything I'm taking a bath, anything. You can do anything to me. You can I choke never, me in my sleep. No, no, I'm getting out of here I'm tonight. Good, I'm getting out of here tonight. You ain't see that I'm man hesitate on tonight. Porter Guy. What's that movie? Porter Guy's he it didn't it didn't before they moved out and had went to that motel. Yeah. It didn't take him. When he went in there and seen that crazy shit going on when he finally seen it. Yeah. Yo, remember when he was spinning man that next thing you know you see the car going. It was the time to go. It was time to that's what I'm saying. Right then and there when that when that knife, when he would have been talking about come in, I'm not coming in hey. no more. You're not hearing me. I'm done. I'm sleep. If I got if sleep I have outside. to sleep outside in the in this hall, I don't care. I'm, I'm not going in that Give door. Give me my covers and my pillow. I'll be right on this front porch. I'm not going to that door. I'm not walking I'm in not. the house. I'm sorry. He tossed the I'm going to grandma's me. house. And the fact that he could have tossed uh, that made me feel like he didn't even want it to hit me. If he wanted to hit me, he'd have hit me. Yup, he just wanted to do to, to show me that he could do it. If yes, that's that's the creepiest. You can walk your ass back in that house if you want to, and I pray he shows himself to you. <laughs> Fuck, that's yeah. I'll come on in. I'll come in. You want to see her like it's a joke? I pray you and mom in bed tonight, laying there, and the both of you see what we what we heard. Mm. Fuck out of here. You want to be? You want to try to treat me like some goddamn schizophrenic person? <laughs> Mockery of my pain and suffering, and then still take me into the same house. Yeah, that is like. I don't give a fuck if it's a lease or not. I didn't sign it. <laughs> I want to go. Yeah. Fuck, nah, that would be the night. You, you, you don't, um, you, it's my rules underneath this roof. Well, I don't need to stay underneath this haunted ass roof. <laughs> you can keep it. So. It's throwing knives around and shit. You talking about a roof and respect. You have lost all sense of my respect once you tried to mock me and tell me that I didn't see what I saw or hear what I heard and tried to carry me back into the house. <laughs> I can't trust you to be my father. Oh my God, like seriously? God, shit, that you can't trust that type of father. How are you supposed to protect me? I'm a child. I got a call. I don't know what's in my throat. But 
I'm going to go on with Dan Mahoney. Mahoney, Mahoney. I lived in the Midwest for a little over a decade. I have kept in contact with my son and my brother in California through email, text messages, and Facebook. In the fall of 2017, some stuff happened in my communications with my brother that I lost contact with him. We have been messaging each other or at least a couple times a day. So when a week went by with no replies from Pat, my brother, I asked my son to drive by the house and see if things looked okay. He felt uneasy when he drove by, so he called the police for a welfare check. The cops arrived within 30 minutes and found my brother dead in his living room, murdered. The police caught the guy who did just a few hours later. I drove from Illinois to California to work with my son to get Pat's house cleaned out and his, and his estate settled. My brother was quite fond of firearms and had two, sa- two gun safes. We gave them both away to some of Pat's friends. We had tried all- to always work in Pat's house during the day as it just felt really creepy at night. The day we moved out, the last gun safe we had, a bunch of Pat's friends over helping get everything moved. We didn't finish until an hour after sunset. As we were getting ready to leave, I walked through the dark house and turned off the back porch lights and the garage lights. When I got out front and was standing around with my son, he asked, weren't you going to turn off the back porch lights? Sure enough, they and the garage lights were back on. Uh. I figured Pat had decided that he wanted the lights on for some reason, so we left them on. Yeah, because Pat wasn't. Pat said, I ain't leave. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Turn off my lights. Don't do too much. Bad enough you come in here rummaging through all my belongings. That is true. Because, like, he probably don't even... Or, I would never want to move in there either. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, that's another house I couldn't stay in. No, it's been a murder here. And I don't know if it's residual energy. I don't want to see the murder. Yeah. You know how sometimes that type of stuff replay? Yeah. It's not really, like, an intelligent haunted. It's just the residual energy of that murder. Mm Mm-hmm. So lights flickering on because the residual energy is walking through that house doing the shit he did on a daily basis and mm. then late at night you just hear a commotion you go out there and the whole scene played before you fucking I don't eyes. want that I'm good so if I was his brother I would sell that house I'm sorry my realtor better disclose that information none of my so this is a this is Sonia Lorinda so in 2014 I had just given birth to my son in February of that year we lived in a newly built home and lived in the basement part of the house, renting it. My daughter was four at the time and my son was just a baby. I remember getting ready for bed for bedtime and my daughter was acting out acting out of the ordinary. She mentioned there there was a stranger in the house and said she was and said she seen was and said she seen him standing in the living room as we turned the lights out. She stayed in the bedroom where we slept while me and my spouse went to check for her to ease her mom. We got back to the room, told her nobody was there. She stayed insistent that somebody was there and then went on to say, she is, she's standing behind you. A few days later, I told my landlord about the experience and he told me that before, <clears throat> that before this house was built, it was another house. He went on to say, there was an old lady and her son and his girlfriend who lived inside. A fire broke out one day and the older, elderly lady didn't make it out and died inside the house. What makes it even more spooky is my daughter would wake up from naps or in the mornings, freaking out, really scared. A couple corners of the house's basement. It's really scared of a couple corners of the house's basement. Years later, in 2020, Earlier this summer, out of nowhere, my daughter, who is now 10, asked me if I remembered that house and when she got scared. I replied to her, yes, I do remember that house. She told me she was scared because she kept seeing an older Chinese lady smiling really hard in the corner of the bedroom where our nightlight, where our nightstand was. Hold on. I'm sorry. Just want to let that go. Smiling really hard sounds like you smiling sadistic. You ain't got to smile that fucking hard. 
You freaking me out with a smile. You smiling too damn aggressively. If you ever seen a person smile like that, it's the smile of a psycho. Okay, so that's what she said. Smiling really hard in the corner of the bedroom where our nightstand was and in the living room from time to time. She told me she's really happy we moved out of that house. I told her I know I felt the bad energy in that house too. I remember being alone once and her brother was just a baby laying beside me. I thought I heard her daddy come home from work because I seen a figure standing in the bathroom doorway off the reflection of our laundry machine. My son would often all of a sudden get scared of something and cry. They say that you can see ghosts in the beginning of your life and at the very end. I heard that. You heard that? Yeah. I don't want to see anyone there. You can at see the very end of my life, I'm going to be... I'm gonna be a. I'm not in the mood for that shit. You tell you quick. You take your dead ass on. All right. I'm halfway there. Fuck you doing staring me in my face. You still be standing here when this spirit uh uh discorporate from my body, and then we'll have a talk. Mm-hmm. If you trying to stand here and scare somebody, and I'm sickly, going on out. Damn, they're pushing up daisies, <laughs> and you coming in here to haunt somebody. It's not right. They probably not. They probably just tell you. I don't need nobody to help me on. They tell me I came in this world alone, and you're dying alone. I don't need no ghost ancestor coming to show me the way. The fuck if you found it, I can find it. <laughs> so, okay, here go down the bones. One night, I cut through the park to go home, and when I was walking through the park, I saw a dark figure, and he went into the bushes. So I was a bit weary walking past the bush. Are so, you kidding me? But you still... So I kept my eyes on that bush the whole time. And when I got to the bush, and I was getting ready to protect myself in case it jumped out on me. But anyway, oh, that's one of them girls. She ain't playing around. She there was nothing there. Every self-defense class, she ready. So I just kept walking, and when I was past the bush, I stopped and turned around just to check in case I was getting followed. I saw the dark figure just stand there with a bright light around it. So I said to myself, "What the fuck?" And I ran out the park. Wow. She hey, that, it didn't bother her because hey, she, she was, was bold and shit. That's why that it didn't. Bush. That's why it didn't bother her. It knew she had seen it when it first went behind the bush. Hmm. So for you to summon up the courage to walk past that bush, you ain't no easy win. She was not no joke. Right. Her bones don't play. So, yeah, I call you bluff. <laughs> oh my god, she on that um better than that me. scream. She did not care. As soon as I'd have seen that thing go behind that bush, these feet would have started to backpedal. Oh my god! I'd have turned completely around and took the fuck off. No, you ain't about to get me. So, okay. For all I know, that shit was Sasquatch. I'm good. This is Jennifer Berge. Said, good morning, everyone. Today, I would like to share an experience. I can't explain. One night in 2002 or so, I'm not sure if I was awake or sleeping because I felt wide awake. I looked across my bedroom to the door and I saw a tall, hooded, cloaked figure. The figure stood there, then moved to my ex-husband's side of the bed. In my mind, I asked the cloaked figure to leave him alone. I felt no fear for some strange reason. I rolled over, and all of a sudden, he was on my side of the bed, and I felt panic, but fell straight to asleep. And then she just said, has anyone ever had a similar experience? Was that the shadow man? Because he come with a cloak, too. I don't know, because she said... And she said she said it in her head, and really... I find when it's the shadow man, that's how you communicate, and it's almost instinctual. Yeah, it is in your head because it was in the head. Like you instinctually know that's how you communicate with him. He don't got no mouth, but the mind's a powerful thing. Do that mean when you did, you'll also have telepathy? I don't Cause know. Because if he, if he able to come in and you able to hear that shit right in your head, like it's you ain't even trained in telepathy, can and you can just you can just like do that? it immediately. He just come in. Bad little voice had bad things happen to him. He didn't really talk much to you. He just shook them cigarettes. But you knew that he knew because you said, this is a dream I'm having. This is a dream because I'm looking at my cigarettes. I'm looking at everything on the the, uh, stand. And how you just going to pick them up? Like, if you was dreaming, would you be able to do this? And that's just what I felt in my spirit. If if you were dreaming, would I be able to do this? Then you didn't feel that in your spirit. That's what he said in your head. He didn't say that out of his mouth, but I heard it in in my head. And it's a totally different voice. It is. It's darker, gruff. I wish I had been bold and had been able to like sit up. To you talk, need to leave, Jackham. 
I wish I could have that type of. What are you doing here? What that is type you? of um power to be not scared when you see a spirit and to be asking questions like, why are you here? Yeah. And then like if you see the shadow man, get out of my room. Why are you here? Yeah, like. And then they just. You wonder if he really would talk back to you in or your if head. He would just charge at you. That's what well, always. I always me. think that I'm gonna have like a heart attack. Like he's gonna stop yeah. my heart. I be feeling like they gonna attack. That's what always kept my mouth shut. <laughs> Cause I don't want to give you the opportunity to latch on to me. Next thing you know, I'm on the bed. I can't move, and you just really giving it to me. Yes, I don't want that feeling. And though I'm probably sure once I, you know, call on the name, you'll release me. I don't want to go through all that. If I had a headache and needed to drink that whole gallon of milk. And you didn't touch me or do anything other than this milk just, for you. Yeah, I drank that entire gallon drink. of milk. When I seen the shadow man, I had to drink um, li- um, orange juice. I don't know if it was the calcium Always in that full fat. Always gotta be orange juice. It's something about orange juice to rejuvenate you. She had just bought that fucking whole gallon, and I mean, I took that bad boy down there to the bottom, mm. and it was no lactose that day. I ain't even feel it. But I didn't. It was not in me to feel yeah, it that I day. Needed it. You needed it. Your yeah, body I really needed, needed it. Because that's how I felt. Because I ain't get no heartburn from that uh, orange juice, and nope. I drank that whole thing. I need and it. I think another one. You don't remember? Yeah, because pain. I had a bad headache. That shadow man can yeah. drain. What do he still? He, he, he still, still everything. everything. Because that's what leaves you with that pound that headache. Anyway, Donna Bone sent in another one. I work in a care home, and I've been there for six years now. About two years ago. I was on a night shift and everyone and everyone was in their room. And as it and then turned cold and I saw the woman walk straight past me, then she disappeared. The next morning I told my workmate and I've never met this woman before and I described what this woman looked like. She was wearing a gray jacket, a blue skirt and black shoes. And my workmate said to me, I know her and she told me her name and the woman used to work there and she died of cancer. And two days ago, I was on a day shift. I was in the kitchen, and a tray just flew off the kitchen side, and there was a sharp knife near the kitchen sink, and suddenly the knife moved, and then my arm started stinging. And when I looked on my arm, I saw a fresh scratch mark on the arm just coming from nowhere because obviously the knife was still there. So what just scratched her like a knife? What was that? I don't know, but I wouldn't be working there. In the why would you even do that? They, that probably wasn't the same lady. I don't see why that would be the same lady if she worked there in a care place. Like yeah. that don't seem very caring. So I think that's just an angry spirit from out of nowhere. Probably from the nurse home. You know how they were treated in their last days. Yeah, because people in the nurse home. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I'm gonna get one of you, motherfuckers. Is Michaela Michaela Berlin? Hello, everyone. I'm new here. Here is a small introduction. My name is Michaela. I lost my father at two years old. He passed away in a car accident along with my cousin. Oh, sorry. I saw the two of them until I was about eight years old. Oh, I now am 21 and have two kiddos myself. My oldest son, Carson, has been spooked here lately and tells us there's a mean kitty in his room. While we don't know the whole history of our current rental house, we do know that four months before we moved in, someone had a heart attack and died in our living room. The neighbors told us his name and we've seen photos of him. After he started seeing this mean cat, we thought we would ask him if he knew the man in the photos we had seen. We showed him two photos of the same man, clean, shaven, and scruffy. Both times he says, ghost boo. After we discovered this, we started asking him the mean kitty and what it does. He said it hides in the light and roars when it's when it's dark. Out of curiosity, I showed him a picture of my dad, which I had never shown him, and he says, Paw Paw. My dad used to have a casket. No, wait. My dad used to have casket dreams where he could see the wood the casket was made out of what color the lining was, and what the flowers around it were, but he could never see who was in it. Within a week, someone on either side, either his side or my mom's side of the family. Dead air? What nah, the because I'm trying to see what he meant to say because this don't sound right. Or my mom's side of the family, what task, and that would be their casket. That's what he said. Uh-huh. See, I don't understand how to how to say so that. So I guess he meant they would pass. Oh, that's what he meant to say. Yeah. Okay, so 
Within a week, someone on either his side or my mom's side of the family would pass, and that would be their casket. Okay. When he had these dreams, tell me why they just went out of the I mean, their family got the dirty, dirty. They got the gift. When he had these dreams, he would be awakened by three knocks. I'm just curious. What are your opinions of all of this? He's scared to sleep in his room alone now after being fine for months. We reached out to the wife of the man who died in the house, and she says he was having paranormal experiences as well, and that just before he died, he had weird stuff happening to him, but didn't really go into detail, other than saying he told her they were going to kill him. So not really sure how to take things. The couple that lived here before us occupied the same bedroom my two-year-old does. Well, then... When you that's the end of it though. But when you get to stuff like that where something has happened, it's time to go. Wanna, it's time to go. Like when I something has happened house. to like like if you move into a house with the with your husband mm-hmm. and your child and you start hearing different stories of how every man that had lived in this house died, it's basically setting you up for that amity. Yeah. Either some type of energy because I've seen that on the true haunting stories. Remember when that boy, because when they had moved into the house, the one who had picked the Bible up yeah. and was praying. Remember his father was all good. Yeah. But in that house, it's that energy. You don't remember that yep. other story and I with said the that. other man. Remember he baby. and he never left. Remember and he stayed because that energy and had she so much. Left him. I think when you hear stuff like that, well, like. Yeah, three people, three men died in his house. One died of a heart attack. And when my husband used to be here, he said the same thing. He was feeling paranormal experiences. Time to oh, get the well, hell out. It's time to go. How many? I don't need that many signs to tell me when it's I, My Like, if I had kids, my kids really would be the red flag. You tell me you so much as saw a friendly ghost, and we the fuck out of here. <laughs> exactly. You don't ever have to worry about that type of shit, because I know what it feel like. For you to be put in a situation where you scared. you scared and exactly. then you stop. I don't like that. And I don't give a fuck how much money I spent on what house. You my, see anything like that you uncomfortable, you we out of here. In danger and to the point. That's why when it first happened to you, when you first had really told me what was going on when you would go downstairs, mm-hmm. and I went down there and I just snapped. The light yeah. went out. I went back on. I remember like, that. I'm not playing these games with you. This is my child. I don't care. And I think at that moment was when I had really let go of really being scared of that house. Yeah. Because it's a different feeling when you go through something and then you it feel like now your child is going through what you went through. So now now not only did you try to torment me, but you trying to now pick on my child. Yeah. I'm not that little girl no more. You got me messed up. I get like I feel you. So anyway, we'll go on to this is Dre Sammy, I believe. Dre Sammy. When I was little, I had encounters with ghosts. Don't know even don't know even if they were demons or not. It happened on a particular day. My mates and I were doing hide and seek in a particular upstairs building as usual. Then it was the turn of a girl to call on us for her to find. Everyone had gone to hide and everywhere was so quiet cuz the building is big and it was only us children in the house. As I was going about looking for a place to hide, I am lucky, I said to myself, as though, as I thought of hiding behind the front door of the house. Lo and behold, as I approached, I saw a man in a white robe from head to toe, standing and wondering all by himself there. The passage was so quiet, <clears throat> and I thought to myself, if I, if I shouted, no one would save me. So I took to my heels. The hide-and-seek eventually ended, and I shared to my friends what I had seen in the house. Everyone ran for our dear lives immediately. They heard there's a ghost in the building. Later on that day, I was made to realize by elderly people living in the house that an elderly person just died not long ago in that house. Mm. See, that's what you won't be in nobody's house. So we're going to go on to Amber Justine. Hey, I'm new to the group, and I have a question for the experts out there. Get ready, it's a bit long. A bit of background. When I first moved into my apartment two and a half years ago, the air felt a bit heavy. About a week and some elements on my stove would turn on all okay. Wait a minute. Oh, I think she said about a week in. Okay, that's what I have to About a week in. Some elements on my stove would turn on 
all okay on there. Okay, my dog would cry at what seemed to be nothing, and doors would open and shut on their own. Well, we saged it, and everything stopped. Fast forward to now, about two years later, and the upstairs neighbors moved out. Now, while the apartment was empty, I could hear footsteps and stuff being figured, whatever. It isn't bothering us. It's just staying upstairs. Well, now that someone had new moved in, I guess he's a bit ticked off. Tonight, while running my son's bath, I swear I heard someone walk up behind me. As I bent down to cleat to fill the water, I heard a man's voice, clear as day, laugh right in my right ear. I screamed and freaked out. What would what would you do? Do I resage my home? I don't know. I don't know, cause I mean, sometimes people get in these situations and they already move in there and all their money is put yeah, into that house really and they can't, can't move. So I'm just thinking that's if that's if that's your case, then I think that's what you should do: sage it, get some pastors in there to bless it, maybe bless the whole building, really. Cause sometimes you know, just because you bless your crib, it'd be everybody that, sitting there behind. Yes, it'd be the whole residual. It'd be the whole building. You yeah. know what I mean? The whole ground now. So I don't know. That's, well, I don't know. I would resage it and, and get it blessed, too. So this is Pedro. What is it? Pedro Machucha. Machua, I guess. Okay, I remember things happening a few times to me. I went to live with my dad. I had a fractured ankle. There was a machine on it to soak up the blood. Anyways, I slept on the couch a few days, and ever so often, after falling asleep, I'd wake up, and there would be six shadow people around me. It was always six, two to my left and right, one at my feet and and my head. I was having sleep paralysis. I knew I was considering I'd had it many times before, but what was crazy is that we are all looking that they were all looking at me. I could tell they were. Soon after, the one at my head wrapped its hands around my face to cover my eyes. I opened them and they were gone. It happened like two or three more times and never again. But it's not rare that I see shadow people. I've seen and heard a lot of things while in sleep paralysis. My girlfriend, girlfriend often wakes me up because I'm yelling at whatever it is. There's been a few times after I come to, I tell her why would she let me go through through that after I ask her for help. She says she's been asleep the whole time, but when I was in the sleep paralysis, I look at her and I tell her to help and she'll laugh and turn the other way. I've seen so many things and honestly it scares me. Someone's too, it scares me. Someone's sleep, cause there's been a few times I see a woman Watching me while I'm laying there, unable to move. I have so many stories; it's disturbing. Some of them is lucid dreams, hmm? like the one where his girlfriend laughing at him. You yeah. need to relax, you about because you sound like a powerful luciter. You supposed to wake up and punch her right in Everybody her mouth. Everybody don't feel like Bow, you laughing at me? Then get up dreams, and just fly. Everybody don't feel like believe that it's lucid dreams. Some people believe in a lot of just it's sleep paralysis and it's the witch riding their back. Some people don't know about lucid. Everything ain't a lucid, I'm trying to tell you. You just gonna sit there because I said everything ain't a lucid. I don't believe that. <laughs> it ain't no witch riding your back. Yes, it is. It's not no demonic, demonic entity. You're about to go to sleep. And you're not you're not doing it right. Well, listen, we are about at the end of our journey for Don't tonight's episode. To the end of the road. It's been real, guys. It was fun catching up, and we will be doing more videos soon. It won't be as long as it has been this okay. time, because this didn't make no sense. I feel sense. like this should have given the, given the people what they wanted, because I barely, you know, I barely said anything, even though there were so many times when I wanted to, like, cut in. I know you did, but, you know, people were leaving all of these weird messages saying that we were doing too much talking, uh-huh. less storytelling, and they were just sick of it. So we decided to just switch it up, let us know if you like it. If not, I don't know. 
I don't know. I didn't feel the energy like I usually do because we just like basically read along and just bantered after it yeah, wasn't that was it wasn't the way that we usually do it, but let us know if you like it. If not, I'll totally go back to the original way. You would? Yeah, I don't care what people say. I do. So I don't like things to be okay. awkward. But it's real ghost stories. True ghost stories by real people. I'm Walter. Then I'm Tiki. Deuce.